Hello and welcome to Plotress. This is Lane. This is Meg. And and today we're reading Eris Alone by Sophie Jordan. This is one of the stories in How the Duke Stole Christmas, which was originally published in 2018 and then republished in 2019 to fool us and make us think it was a recent release. Yeah, and this is the one where everybody has shortbread. Yeah, they've all got shortbread, and there's a recipe for shortbread in the back, which I have not made. I haven't made this recipe. I've made shortbread before. Yeah, well, I'm talking about this recipe. Okay. So, all right, let's start, as usual, with the summary. When Annis Bannister finds herself stranded in the Highlands during a Christmas snowstorm, she must fend off brigands terrorizing the countryside. Her only hope falls on her neighbor, a surly hermit duke, who unravels her with a kiss. I have some comments. First of all, <laughs> Annis Bannister. Annis Bannister. That's a tough name. It's bad. It's bad. It's, it's tough. It's really um, terrible. Also enjoy that Surly Neighbor does not get a name. I like that it's it. Surly Hermit Dude. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, can we throw another adjective in there? By Without chance? a name. Yeah. Like, nope. No, don't need to know who he is in this. Yep. Also, um, she does not fend off any brigands. No, she does not fend off a single brigand. <laughs> He does. He does. But she does not. Um, Which I was, I'm actually very disappointed in because, well, okay, let's do our our summaries and then I'll talk okay, about I wanna, it. I want to keep correcting. Like, okay, okay, fine. Thing, correct it, correct this, it, do it, do it. Um, My last point is unravels her with a kiss is, this book gets a lot of props for the unraveling. I wouldn't say like. He doesn't jump her and unravel her with a kiss. No, no, no. They are immediately very explicit in a way that is so fast I almost want to complain if I haven't been so deprived of sexiness (laughs) in these novellas. I'd be like, girl, you're really jumping into bed with him that fast. Really, girl? But it's like, yes, congratulations. Thank God. Yeah. So what is your five-word summary, Okay, five-word summary. Home alone with a duke. And mine is... A nunnery or a duke? Yeah. So my issue with the whole fighting off brigands, I'm just really annoyed that they didn't go full Home Alone here, and they, like, set up her castle to, like, you know... Well, his castle. <laughs> either one of their castles. I don't care which one it was. Yeah. Set one of them up so that when the brigands come, they fell over and hit irons and stepped on nails and stuff like that. That would have been funny. Like, that, uh, wouldn't it have been great? Yeah. What's, what are they called? Parody? Oh. No, 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 no. The Rube Goldberg machine. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's, yeah. Um, so, Meg, why is the heiress alone? She, this is home alone. Okay. So she is alone because her family forgot her. They are traveling back to London. Be- I don't know why they went to Scotland. So they go to Scotland and... Mm-hmm. But they're in Scotland because her father just won the Scottish estate in a card game. Right. And so no, they I go to that. Scotland because he wants to check out his new land. But in the dead of winter, yeah. look, we all know you don't go to Scotland in winter unless like you Russia. want to stay there forever. It's like Russia. Yeah. We've learned a lot about Scotland from reading historical romances. I'm sure it's all accurate. And one of the things to note about Scotland is if you go after November, you're staying there till March. So they go up and they're planning to leave whatever the day after the day that they leave her. But because of the snow, they have to rush out. And, and in their rushing, her. they forget her. Yeah. I mean, this is Home Alone. This is Home Alone. Except her family makes no attempt to come back and save her. I mean, that we know of, but you also, actually, like, they couldn't have done it. I, I'm kind of impressed with this. 
you never see her family again. You never see them again. Ever. This all gets resolved in a couple of weeks, and you just never find out what happened to her parents or her siblings. And I'm actually here for it. Like, you know what? This is what you do in a novella, especially. It's true. Boil it down to its core parts. Her family's gone. Okay. It's true. I wish the family had never been there, honestly. I wish it had been, like, she woke up and they were gone, (laughs) and she never even had a flashback. You know? (laughs) The only reason her family is really in the book is because her father went to go meet the hermit Surly Duke, Surly Hermit Duke. And took all and took all five girls. Yes, yes, yes. And they were all so gauche and throwing themselves at him. They like like, kick her, they like push her out of the carriage and she falls like on her face in front of the Duke. It's so bad. But so I guess you needed that comedy of, like, this is why he hates the family. I guess. So, like, a couple days, the day or the day after, she's been abandoned. Surly Hermit Duke, whose name is... Sinclair. Thank you. Shows up at her castle to get her servants, because he thinks the family is gone. Yeah, he thinks the family's gone. And he's like, we're snowed in, there are brigands coming, you two old people, get in my sleigh. Yeah. Get on my horses, whatever. Get out of here, we gotta go. And then he realizes that she has been forgotten and he has to bring her too. So he tells her to pack. He tells the old woman servant to go grab her book of magic. And they're going to get on the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's it. And then on the road, she, you know, gets... They have to hide from the brigands. They have brigands. to hide from the brigands and she gets all cold. Because she was not prepared to be snowed in in Scotland for the winter. So her She only are. has London clothes, which, as everyone knows, are not warm enough for Scotland. Okay. And while pressed together on this horse, <laughs> while she's freezing to death, she lets him know that her plan, upon getting back to London, is to become a nun. Oh, yes. Yes. Ugh. Yeah. She made her dad promise that if she was unmarried by next year... She could be a nun. She could get to be a nun. And he rightly points out that she does not talk about religion at all. Yeah, she just talks about getting away from her family. (laughs) And of course, in true male hero of a romance novel form, his thought is, what a shame to put this body in a nunnery. I know! (laughs) I mean, it's stupid, but I also love it. Me too. I'm just like, (laughs) yes, good point. The the loss is the world. What a waste. For the world's men. Well, I'm, and I'm like... Or like, one man in particular. A lot of information for our listeners to know about me, but I grew up Catholic. Mm-hmm. And father what a waste is such a real concept. <laughs> and like, I grew up lusting after boys in seminary. Mm-hmm. And so there's an element of that that I really relate to. Sure. Like, yeah, she would be sister what a waste to you. I get yeah. it. I get it. Um, so anyway, she gets real cold because she doesn't have the right clothes. And then when they get back to his castle, he's like, oh, no. The better only get room you. with a bed and a fire that is sufficient is mine. Yeah. And she, so I better get her into the bed naked. Because every time someone's <laughs> going to die of exposure, you have to take all their clothes off and then not put other clothes That's on. That's the part of, like, undressing her makes sure. sense. Gotcha. She cannot stay in the wet, freezing clothes. Getting yeah. in bed wearing the wet, freezing clothes makes no sense. Strip her down. But, like, not putting any other clothes on afterwards that, like, maybe are warm, that were near the fire. Put some... I know I get warmer when I put socks on, for example. Well, and especially in olden days, where it's, like, yes, in theory, body, like, skin to skin is the quickest way to warm up. But it's not like he's getting in with her naked. Yeah. But... And even if he did... So, they're back in his castle, which has tons of servants. 
if if you're going to be like, okay, skin to skin is the only way to go. Which they don't. Which they don't. Which I would have understood. Yeah. But if if they were going to say that, then go for someone who's got warm skin. Because he's also pretty cold. Yeah. So next point. They put her in his bed. And rather than saying, I'm going to sleep in a guest room. Or I'm going to sleep on the couch. He says, fuck it, I'm getting in my bed. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And they wake up the next morning spooning. Uh-huh. Which turns into a little bit more. I love this. I hate this. And I love this all at once. Right? Yeah. I, I mean, I cannot say that I hate the, I'm so cold, I have to take my clothes off and get in bed with you. I do not hate this trope. No, me either. I have to say I have read it many, many times in the past <laughs> month. <laughs> um, yeah, many. It's... Entertaining is all hell. It's, yeah. But the thing is, at this point, they don't even like each other. Yeah. He they don't even know each other. He as, like, a scheming extension of her family. She thinks of him as that dick who wouldn't even let her dad in his house. And he, he wouldn't even, like, give her a hand up after she falls at his feet. Yes. And they have been nothing but sort of sparring on the way here. Yeah. But the second they wake up in his bed, game the fuck on. Right. And, and... She thinks he's only interested in her because of the magic shortbread from the spell book. Yeah. Well, and that's so weird to me because his housekeeper suddenly decides that she, that Annis is the perfect woman for him. Yeah. So she whips up some aphrodisiac shortbread. That was her housekeeper. There's two housekeepers. Yeah, yeah. The one from her house is the one who makes the aphrodisiac shortbread because she's the witch. The one from his house is just like a meddling surrogate mom. Yeah. But I mean, both of them are like, let's. Get let's get this aphrodisiac shortbread in his body so that he'll marry Annas, even and, though they and then don't she know thinks her. it worked. Yeah, she thinks it worked, which and she's supposed okay. to be a practical nun, whatever. Yeah, um, and honestly, if if the book was he thought she was kind of scheming, and then he gets to know her, and she's not that bad, and she, okay, I'm gonna actually say, look, if she thought that he was only in her because of the shortbread, but it turned out that that wasn't the case, I probably Weird. would have like really liked this novella like honestly but then sophie jordan had to throw in like another plot which is i don't get all the convoluted plots well and this one was like way too confusing because so there are the brigands that that you know could possibly threaten his house as well but which are not going to get independently fine like you know there are people roaming the countryside looking for abandoned houses to pillage sure great that's the excuse to get her into his house. But then there's a traitor on his staff who lets the brigands in. Who but, is the woman who has wanted to seduce him? Yeah. But I was going to say, why? Because she's jealous? I mean, she's a servant and she thinks he's going to marry her. And how I was is so she confused. getting out to like meet the brigands? So confused. Aren't they all snowed in? And also, we keep saying the word brigand. <laughs> it's such a weird word. Pillagers. Right? The criminals. The thieves. Yeah, but so it was another one of those where they just, like, too much plot. Yeah. Like, take take this traitorous, traitorous slut. And that's the thing, too. It's, like, basically she's a slutty girl who, you know, can't get the duke, so she's gonna basically Yeah, it's not a super feminist it's, it's terrible. thing. Um, it replace that with Home Alone plot, and I would have been all over this. I actually think I would have loved that, too, and I didn't think about that. Yeah. Like, if it had been a comedy of, like, we're going to trap the brigands while hooking up. While hooking up we'll all get around the castle. They do a lot of that. They do. 
Even though they don't know or like each other. Yeah. But you know who doesn't care? Me. <laughs> you know who just wants them to continue hooking up in the big-ass bed of happiness? Me. You want to know what I hated the most about this book? When she randomly decides she won't sleep in his room anymore. Oh, yeah. That Why? Was, that was a bad choice. Very bad choice, Annis. Annis. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's a terrible name. All the sisters had really bad names. Actually, I can't remember them right now, but they were really bad names. Like Annis. So um, I would have been like, if this had just been purely fun. Yeah. If it had been a home alone plot, if it had been two people getting to know each other, and like honestly, if it had been two people who without knowing each other at all were just really hot for each other and couldn't stop making out to figure out that they had real feelings, I'd love that novella. Exactly. Instead, you gotta throw in like the double F plots, sexy shortbread. Yeah. And random angst. It was, it was weird. When they finally have sex, it's in the shitty side room, not the big room. I know, like, Yeah. That was Take a me back to the big room. It's a very, there's a disappointment. It was decent sex, though. It, yeah, yeah, it was. This, this, I think, was probably, probably the one with the most sex in this anthology. But. But, well, yeah. Like, Maybe not the best sex. Not the best. Also because there really isn't any development of their relationship. Mm-hmm. It's like they're real hot for each other. She's not as bad as her sisters, and that's really all you get about, yeah. like, what brings them together. Yeah. Yes. And he tries to be like, don't overthink it. We're clearly just, like, ready to get married. Yeah. Which, fine. It's a novella. <laughs> Whatever. I'll, I'll buy in. But yeah. in order to really get into the sexiness, we've talked about this before, I have to really buy the characters want to have yes. sex. Yes. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. And, and, look, we have read, we have read novels where we didn't, love the characters but we loved the characters together yes and it was okay uh but yeah so i think that was one of the issues with the sex i think if they had cut out all the weird betrayal jealousy harlot sub housekeeper subplots and replaced it with the two of them getting to know each other i would have really liked this novel yeah also there's hurt comfort on both sides because mm-hmm. she's cold and then he's injured. Mm-hmm. And there is the go get the Christmas bows and that's when the brigands attach. Yeah. It was just a little bit like, wait, what's happening now? Yeah. There's a skirmish scene. Yeah. There was too much. Yeah. So what what we all want to know, Lane, is the, how many candy canes does it get? <sighs> like two and a half. Okay. This two is a dead half. middle one. There is passing reference to decorating for Christmas. Mm-hmm. They are snowed in. You're right. They do have sex in front of a fireplace. You know, I've got to give credit where credit is due. But ultimately, we are in Scotland in, like, the Middle Ages, so no Christmas trees. The Middle Ages? I don't think it's quite that far back, but... Scotland. It's fair. It's basically pagan. <laughs> um, we needed at least a Yule log, okay. Yeah, it was just very... Like, clearly there's Christmas cookies, like, fine, like, it played lip service, but I just don't think it did anything to go above and beyond and really embrace the Christmasness. Fair. So, two and a half. Well, thanks, everyone, for tuning into our 12 podcast of Christmas. I'm glad that this is only my decision. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening.